Hi again, everyone. I'm Eric Fletcher. Welcome into another episode of Chasing Better Conversations. Today, we pick up with part two of our conversation with Stuart Hirsch. Stuart works with executives and firms to create and enhance productive business relationships. In our last episode, we were just getting started with Stuart, it seems like. It is chocked full of practical, really insightful information. Catch it uh, uh, in the immediate past episode. But now, let's pick up where we left off with Stuart. I'm curious, this is a bit of a, a turn, what differences, you, you characterize your work as working with uh, being a business development and an executive coach. Yeah. What what are differences in the way you deal with those two uh, those two audiences? Well, for the executive coach, I'm working executive coaching. I'm working with general counsel, deputy general counsel, and some some other leaders, CEO, mm-hmm. and and some other leaders in the C suite. Let's talk about what's similar. Good. First. That's Good. the easiest way to do it. Yeah. the The coaching that I do is either around relationships or around uh, strategy mm-hmm. and structural kinds of things. This, the relationships fit with everybody. I mean, relationships are relationships. We're all people. We're all human. We all need real relationships with real people. And most of the reason that there are, that I've seen that there are issues with people's relationships is how they talk with each other and how they uh, how people interact, like these conversations that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, with relationships with um, general counsel, for example, they have relationships with their CEO, with the rest of the be- rest of the people in the C-suite, oftentimes with people on the board, and with their team. So it's all of those different relationships that we need to address. So there are times when things are not as smooth as they would like to be. They would like them to be. So we kind of talk through uh, how to improve Mm -hmm. or optimize uh, those relationships. Uh, If somebody is presenting to the board, for example, and and needs to present uh, information and maybe even be persuasive, it's how do you do that in a way that the board can hear it? So to do that, you have to understand your board members. You have to understand what's important to them and uh, make the presentation in a way that fits their needs uh, and you know addresses their issues. So I did that with one person uh, not so long ago. And same thing with the C- anybody else in the C-suite. Um, there are always relationships. There's politics. There's things that go on. We're at a moment where people are making life decisions, making decisions to not go back to the office. Some still wrestling with that to change careers, probably have some friends listening to us who are thinking about getting into coaching. What kinds of conversations are helpful as we address this moment and the possibility of maybe changing careers? It's kind of, it's interesting because we just, I just did a program uh, with the Association of Corporate Counsel, a couple of committees, uh, a committee with a few others sponsoring it with several, with several in-house lawyers where we talked about what people can be doing in this moment because people are thinking about this constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. these, this, is a, this is a time when one doesn't know what's going to come next or whether anything is going to change. We don't know. The conversations I've been having on it 
are, and what we did in that committee and that in that presentation or webinar was talked about what you should do before, during, and after uh, the uh, career, uh, a pivotal career thing. So we never know if either we're going to want to make a change or someone's going to require a change. There's going to, you know, there's a wholesale uh, reduction in staff, which is happening in some big companies now, including which includes lawyers uh, and other professionals. So, and the same thing in law firms. Uh, is beginning to happen here and there. Uh, I don't know if it's wholesale yet, but every once in a while we read it. We're, we have been reading about it. Uh, so one, be prepared for for this at all times. So before the before anything happens, and for your own future, in case you're going to want to make a move yourself, the resume should be done as soon as you get the as soon as you have a job. Your resume <laughs> should be ready for the next one. <laughs> So, because that's a heck of a thing to have to deal with when you are uh, under stress. It's better to deal with a lot of this preparation in advance. The next thing is network. Don't don't put your networking on hold because you have a job and you're happy with where you are. We should be constantly networking. And what networking means is not going out looking for targets and seeing who we can get to do things for us, but rather seeing how we can be helpful to other people. Yeah, and build relationships. It's about, again, comes yeah. back to relationships. Yeah. And, and to the extent that people do that, it's really helpful. I'm working with somebody now where uh, what is this person going to do next? Um, that depends. And there are plenty, there are a lot, because this person has a good network, talking to people, doing, you know, informational interviews with people that you know is way easier to start with than doing it with people that you don't know. Those people that you know can start making introductions for for you and, and so on. But the conversations that one needs to have are the today are those that will open up the the door for conversations in the future. Yeah. And that's what the, the networking is about. And every time you help somebody, uh, it, it comes back one way or another. It may not come back to you. It might come back to somebody else. It, it, it all works out. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you okay. and me. How long have we known each other? Uh, a day or two. Yeah. That's my answer and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, if people, people can't tell from, from look by looking at you, but if they look at me, they see all the white hair and they can tell. Oh, I have a few. <laughs> Let's do um, tiny departure and do a little uh, speed round. Okay. Go. So a couple of, couple of quick questions. Yes. No, just no. Just off yes. the top. <laughs> Very good. You've got this down. If you were going to recommend one book, to the broadest audience that you feel like would be helpful and potentially instigate either in their own mind with themselves or give them fodder to instigate great conversations. What book would you read, recommend? Oh God, that's impossible. <laughs> I don't have just one book. I have lots of books. So, um, so make it two or three, whatever. Two or three. So the trusted advisor, for sure. sure. Uh -huh. Trusted Advisor is a fabulous book um, that I think everybody should should read. Mm -hmm. uh, I am uh, give and take really good book, Adam Grant. Mm -hmm. Great uh, yeah. for uh, for networking. 
I'm reading one now, uh, which is called "Just Listen." Wow. I'm not trying to give it a give it a um, yeah uh, endorsement yet, but I'm reading in, it and it's really quite good. It huh. just happens to be sitting on my desk. Who's the author? Uh, that one is Mark Goulston. Huh. Um, Great, very, very, very good book about listening. We we're talking about listening, so uh, and there's 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 just lots of others. The Charisma Myth is a fabulous book. Executive Presence for developing that. I've done a bunch of programs on executive presence uh, mm. for the ACC, and it's uh, that has been a, um, a really wonderful resource. Um, and, there and you go. More. All right. So I, I, that was that was about five there, or six answers. And I have I have many, many more. The trusted advisor. I would echo that. And Adam Grant, anything Adam Grant writes is going to be great. But give and take is terrific. I, I also uh, parenthetically would highly recommend Think Again. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, which very is, good. yeah, which is really good. Which, by the way, brings me to some brings us to something which is really interesting. I was having this conversation with a client a couple of days ago who said, uh, you know, when I am in a particular situation, I think of what you would tell me, or what you would suggest to me, and I do that, and it works. So I told her there's a, there's a technique that I learned, which is basically if you you can kind of think of somebody that you really do respect <laughs> and appreciate, and how would that person handle the situation? And you can actually, for lack of a better word, channel that kind of um, energy or thought process, yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever works for you, uh, from that person. So, uh, that seems to be a, and I've done that too. It's just a fabulous way of thinking about it. When I was back practicing as a litigator, there was one person who I respected tremendously and said, how would he handle this? And I would do that and it worked. Mm -hmm. I know we're not doing lightning round so bad. So well, yeah, now we're, we're good. This is our format. We can do whatever the heck we want to. Right? <laughs> What conversation should we stop having? Oh, looking for somebody to blame hmm. for something that went wrong, whether it's a societal thing or an individual thing. Stop talking about who caused the problem and start talking about how to resolve it. That deserves a, a um, that's profound, man. Well, there's just, I, I was having a conversation with somebody recently. There too much energy put on what a person says and, or did that caused issues. And, and you know, when you look at leaders, what I've seen with really good um, CEOs that I've experienced, they don't spend the time saying this person, this happened because this person did that. You know, even even with some of my general counsel I've worked with, they never never pointed fingers to blame, but rather said, "What do we do now? How do we fix this? How do we move this forward?" And yeah. that completely changes the conversation. And uh, we all make mistakes. Everyone does something that they'd rather not do and don't want to have pointed out to them. Uh, we know what we do right and wrong, but. Sometimes if we make a mistake, acknowledge it. It's important to acknowledge it and then move move on from there and don't, you know, beat our chest over it. Move on and do the next right thing. Yeah, so two two sides to that. The the I should stop looking for people to blame 
And when I recognize I've really screwed up, uh, acknowledge it, but don't beat myself up. That those are two yeah. really pretty, uh, pretty pretty potent uh, conversations. If we stopped doing both of those, it would uh, yeah. it, it might make for a little more peaceful day. Is business development changing? Uh, is it the same as it's, are the questions and conversations the same? Just where do you think we are in terms of this whole arena of, of developing business? So there's some things that are the same that are probably never going to change in my view. And there's others that the accoutrements, the surroundings will change. So the things that are never going to change is that in my, again, in my view is that people and we're talking about in we're talking about non um uh, uh trivial or simple i don't know trivial is the wrong word not simple matters non-transactional matters but transactional stuff is, is are things where it doesn't matter who does it probably ai can pick up a lot of that yeah, uh, yeah. so that may be changing uh, and and that may be a problem for people that that have um work that is like very uh repetitive kinds of things. Uh, but the rest of it is people want to work with people that they can trust and that have their best interests at hearts. And so building relationships is still going to be very, very important for the foreseeable future. I, I just don't see a lot of movement around that. Uh, that for years, for years, I've been hearing from the marketing community talking about, well, relationships are not going to be important anymore. It's all going to be, you know, costs and like numerous other things. I don't even remember all the things I've read about. I'm actually going through trying to get rid of stuff. I have a whole bunch of old ABA and and the art and the articles are the same then that they are now. <laughs> they're right. They're, they're, the headlines and the titles are relatively similar. Uh, I don't think the marketing the marketing is not going to change and uh, or the marketing might change, but the business development is not because it's all going to be still around the bigger stuff is all going to be around relationships. Yeah. And so we still have to build relationships just like, uh, like we have to in, in our home lives and with our friends. Yeah. I would, because I would people even, are people. People are people. I would, I would go, uh, a, a step beyond that and even say that uh, to the degree, for example, you mentioned AI, to the degree that AI may be imposing its uh, or forcing its way into our daily uh, environment, yeah. and there's no question that it is, the opportunity is to have human connections, to to be a person. Those are the business developers that won't see, this, AI won't make any difference because right. uh, we will, our desire for that human connection uh, is, is, is certainly isn't going to diminish, may just, may just grow. Yeah. And the other area that I think is changing, which is kind of interesting, it's been, it's been changing for a long time, is the need for really understanding diversity and inclusion mm -hmm. and equity, diversity, equity, mm -hmm. inclusion. And, but I don't see that as significantly different from a business development perspective as understanding your audience, understanding the people that you're working with. Yeah. In order to understand them, if, if, if they're not like you, which today very few people are like you, you know, we're mm -hmm. all different yeah. and 
And there are many people in seats of decision-making and many more that will be that are going to be different. Um, and I actually did a program for a law firm like 10 years ago, pitching to diverse clients. And it's really about understanding uh, what, what is it that, uh, that becomes important is there what are the differences what are the same thing what are the sameness what are they looking for how can you how can you be sure to satisfy their needs but unless you know the people and understand the diversity issues that they face uh, it's really hard to do that yeah that old consultants uh phrase what keeps them up at night uh, what do they care about deeply? Yeah, and uh, if we and know that, that's another then, factor that becomes yeah. that that goes into that equation. An important factor. Yeah, and there's much more to that. I mean, I'm raising this at the end of our conversation. That, <laughs> you know, we we uh, doesn't even touch on on that issue. On the well, we'll we'll, you, we'll leave that for uh, chapter two. We can do this again. So, Stuart, give us a couple of minutes on what you do. Uh, that's a little deeper, broader than maybe the cursory introduction I, I provided at the top. What do you do? How do we follow you, get in touch with you? I love helping people get business and really thinking about how to do that. So I do business development coaching for lawyers and other professionals. Uh, and that is um, really, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a big firm person or small, smaller firm, the type of work is relevant. It's not transactional, transactional meaning uh, has to be based in some relationship mm -hmm. as, as opposed to all paper, you know, so, so I will help people with uh, what to say, how to say it, st uh, strategically thinking about what, what, what kinds of people they should be seeking out and doing like some link basic LinkedIn training. So how do you use LinkedIn as a tool for business development to, and, and then what do you say when you're trying to make, um, uh, build your connections and make them stronger? Um, when should you actually do the, the ask and what should you say to do the ask? And what do you deal with when, if you're having issues getting, getting paid? Um, how do you how do you approach that in a sensitive and appropriate way? Uh, so that's that's one set of things, and, and and there's a lot more like cross marketing, a lot of work on a lot of effort on mm -hmm. cross marketing mm -hmm. services. People don't put enough energy and attention to that, uh, and there's there are really good ways to do it. It is not about um, like say throwing up on the other pe on the other people in your firm saying I do this, I do that. If you ever have any opportunities, send them to me. Uh, it's, it's more about listening and understanding. So I spend a lot of energy with people on that. And then on the, on the executive side, um, you know, all the things we talked about, you know, helping, helping executives, helping legal executives to uh, build better, deeper, stronger relationships so they can accomplish the things they want, and this career advancement and career development work, which I mentioned earlier. Um, you've, I've, I'm doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of presentations. I have something coming up on networking for the ACC, um, in, in August. Uh, I can be reached certainly at my, uh, on my website, my website's, uh, strategicrelationships.com, just like it's, it sounds. Um, and my phone number's there, my email's there. Uh, and, uh, I'm always delighted to talk to anybody. Um, so you don't you don't do the uh, classic marketing trick. Uh, make it really hard for us to find you, huh? 
No, in your fact, phone number's out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah in fact, it's <laughs> uh, what, what's really unfortunate about that is uh, is that um, I get these dark web notices that because my, yep. my my they said change your email address <laughs> every time my email appears. Well, my email appears on the not dark web, so um, you know I'm not going to change my email address every time, but but, um, but it's there. It's available. Um, I'm on. I, I don't really do much on Twitter anymore. I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm on LinkedIn, of course, Stuart Hirsch on LinkedIn. Anyway, and I love talking with people. So I'd like to be, I always like meeting new people. Great. So thank you. I think, I think, uh, I think we met. 2003. <sighs> I found the notes from my conversation. Really? Oh my God. Wow. I know. <laughs> I won't bore you with those. Uh. Well, the, I'm I'm sure yours were profound. I, I hate to think about what mine looked like, but yeah. my like friend said, is I'm an uh, amateur, amateur it, philosopher at best, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even that. It uh, it is. Uh, it's always good to talk to you. I appreciate you taking the time today for this conversation, and uh, we will do it again if you're if you're up for it. Always, always happy to have a conversation with you, Eric. Even with all your best friends and ours, mine listening. Just more richness from Stuart Hurst. That was uh, worth coming back for a second dose. My biggest takeaway from this segment with Stuart is his advice on the conversation that we should stop having, namely finding someone to blame when things don't go exactly as planned. I'll bet we've all been on both the giving and receiving end of that. Stuart, thanks for your insight. Thanks for your time. Catch Stuart on LinkedIn or at his website. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, I hope you'll consider following, rating, and telling someone you like about it. Until next time, here's to honest, productive, better conversations. <laughs>